Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of primary ciliary dyskinesia found under the pulmonary section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A six-year-old boy presents to his pediatrician's office due to fever, frequent sputum production, and rhinorrhea. This is the fourth time this year he has been having these symptoms, which was previously managed with bed rest and antibiotic therapy. The patient was born at term to a 29-year-old woman via spontaneous vaginal delivery. The birth was complicated by mild respiratory distress requiring oxygen supplementation for approximately one week. Vital signs are significant for fever, mild tachypnea, and an oxygen saturation of 94% on room air. On physical exam, there is sinus tenderness over the maxillary sinuses and crackles and wheezes on pulmonary auscultation. A radiograph of the chest is performed, which demonstrates ring shadows, tram lines, and dextrocardia. Let's continue with an introduction to primary ciliary dyskinesia. Clinically, it is defined as an inherited disorder that affects multile cilia. With regards to epidemiology, remember that about 50% of patients will have situs inverses. This means that their visceral organs are reversed. An example of this is dextrocardia. And demographically, remember that most cases present in childhood around 5 to 6 years of age. In terms of the etiology, it may be an autosomal recessive mutation that affects motile cilia production or function. Remember that this is a heterogeneous disorder. And in terms of the pathogenesis, the mutations impair motile cilia function, which then results in abnormalities in organ laterality, which results in situs inverses. It also results in impaired mucociliary clearance, which places the patient at risk of developing airway infection, disease, and distress, and it also causes disorders of infertility. Conditions associated include Cartagener syndrome, which is characterized by patients having the triad of situs inversus, chronic sinusitis, and bronchiectasis. Moving on to the presentation, many patients will develop respiratory issues, This may be demonstrated in newborns that present with mild respiratory distress, as well as in patients having recurrent upper and lower respiratory infections. Patients will also have rhinosinusitis, which is a cardinal feature, and may present with a headache. Patients will also have chronic secretory otitis media, which may be accompanied by recurrent acute otitis media, and it can result in a conductive hearing loss. There will also be impaired or decreased fertility in ectopic pregnancy. And on exam, one will note crackles and wheezes and situs inverses. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated in patients suspected of having primary ciliary dyskinesia. Remember that this is preferred in children, and specific findings may include situs inverses, mucoid impaction, and bronchiectasis. Computerized tomography is indicated in patients also suspected of having primary ciliary dyskinesia. However, this is preferred in adults. Specific findings would also include situs inversus and bronchiectasis. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about cystic fibrosis, with distinguishing factors being that patients with cystic fibrosis will have an abnormal CFTR genetic test and sweat chloride test. And when making the diagnosis, remember that it is based on clinical presentation and supported by testing. For example, nasal nitric oxide measurement, high-speed video microscopy, and transmission electron microscopy. And in terms of treatment, remember that the management approach is based on what is known for cystic fibrosis and bronchiectasis. 
And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that long-term outcomes depend on respiratory severity and that lifespan is typically expected to be normal. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to primary ciliary dyskinesia, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 10-year-old girl is admitted to the medical floor for a respiratory infection. The patient lives in a foster home and has been admitted many times. Since birth, the patient has had repeated episodes of pain and pressure over her frontal sinuses and a chronic cough that produces mucus. She was recently treated with amoxicillin for an infection. The patient is in the 25th percentile for height and weight, which has been constant since birth. Her guardians state that the patient has normal bowel movements and has been gaining weight appropriately. The patient has a history of tricuspid stenosis. She also recently had magnetic resonance imaging of her chest, which demonstrated dilation of her airways. Her temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 90 over 58. Pulse is 120 beats per minute. Respirations are 18 breaths per minute and oxygen saturation is 94% on room air. Physical exam is notable for bruises along the patient's shins, which the guardians state are from playing soccer. The rest of the exam is deferred because the patient starts crying. Which of the following findings is associated with this patient's most likely underlying diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, diastolic murmur best heard along the right lower sternal border. Choice two, hypocalcemia. Choice 3. Increased chloride in the patient's sweat. Choice 4. Repeat sinus infections secondary to seasonal allergies. Or choice 5. Social withdrawal and avoidance of eye contact. The best answer to this question is, choice 1. Diastolic murmur best heard along the right lower sternal border. This patient is presenting with symptoms suggestive of Cartagener syndrome. Dextrocardia is a common feature in this pathology, which results in right-sided heart sounds or a diastolic murmur best heard along the right lower sternal border for this patient's tricuspid stenosis. Cartagener syndrome, or primary ciliary dyskinesia, occurs secondary to a genetic defect in a patient's cilia. This results in a clinical picture of recurrent sinusitis, recurrent upper respiratory infections, bronchiectasis, and situs inverses, where all major organs are a mirror image of where they should be. Physical exam will classically reveal right-sided heart sounds, and chest radiograph will demonstrate dextrocardia. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Hypocalcemia would be seen in DeGeorge syndrome, which presents with CATCH-22. This stands for cleft lip or palate, abnormal facies, thymic aplasia, cardiac defects, hypocalcemia, and chromosome 22 deletion. Choice 3. Increased chloride in the patient's sweat describes cystic fibrosis, which would present with weight loss, failure to thrive, and fatty or foul-smelling stools. Choice 4. Repeat sinus infections secondary to seasonal allergies describes sinusitis, which may be present in this patient but does not explain the entire clinical picture. Choice 5. Social withdrawal and avoidance of eye contact describes child abuse which seems unlikely in this case, given the constellation of symptoms that suggest Cartagener syndrome. Finally, a bullet summary. Cartagener syndrome presents with recurrent sinusitis, bronchiectasis, and situs inverses.
For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. An eight-year-old boy presents to his pediatrician accompanied by his father with a complaint of chronic cough. For the past two months, he has been coughing up yellow, foul-smelling sputum. He has been treated at a local urgent care center for multiple episodes of otitis media, sinusitis, and bronchitis since two years of age. His family history is unremarkable. At the pediatrician's office, his temperature is 99.2 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 110 over 84, pulse is 95 beats per minute, and respirations are 20 breaths per minute. Inspection shows a young boy who coughs occasionally during exam. Pulmonary exam demonstrates diffuse wheezing and crackles bilaterally. Mild clubbing is present on the fingers. The father has brought an electrocardiogram from the patient's last urgent care visit that shows pronounced right axis deviation. Which of the following is the most likely etiology of this patient's condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Decreased motility of cilia. Choice 2. Defective maturation of B lymphocytes. Choice 3. Failure of neural crest cell migration. Choice 4. Maldevelopment of pharyngeal pouches. Or choice 5. Transient bronchoconstriction. The best answer to this question is choice 1. Decreased motility of cilia. This patient's history of recurrent respiratory tract infections, combined with an ECG with right axis deviation, is likely due to Cartagener syndrome or primary ciliary dyskinesia, which is due to decreased motility of cilia. Cartagener syndrome is a disorder that is due to a defect in ciliary dynein arms. This leads to decreased ciliary motility, resulting in repeated upper respiratory infections, infertility, and situs inversus. Progression of the disease can lead to bronchiectasis, which presents with chronic foul-smelling sputum production combined with wheezing on physical exam. Bronchiectasis can be associated with digital clubbing. 50% of patients have dextrocardia, which will demonstrate pronounced right-axis deviation on standard ECG that yields a roughly normal ECG when the leads are reversed. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Defective maturation of B lymphocytes is a feature of X-linked Bruton agammaglobulinemia. This will cause recurrent infections, but bronchiectasis with dextrocardia is more consistent with Cartagener syndrome. Choice 3. Failure of neural crest cell migration is a cause of tetralogy of Fallot. This can lead to clubbing with right axis deviation. However, bronchiectasis is not a feature of tetralogy of Fallot. Choice 4. Maldevelopment of pharyngeal pouches is seen in DeGeorge syndrome. This can present with immune deficiency accompanied by cyanotic heart defects such as truncus arteriosus that can cause clubbing. However, bronchiectasis is not as likely to occur in DeGeorge syndrome. Choice 5. Transient bronchoconstriction is a feature of asthma. Bronchiectasis may be seen in severe, untreated, and complicated cases. Dextrocardia is highly unlikely. Finally, a bullet summary. Cartagener syndrome, or primary ciliary dyskinesia, is due to dynein arm mutations, which leads to recurrent respiratory infections, infertility, and situs inversus. That's all for this review about primary ciliary dyskinesia. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. 
As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.